One week after Apple's Big Vision Pro announcement, is there still a glow about the device? Or has reality set in? We're going to talk about all things AR, VR, and Apple in this episode of Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Joining me is our old pal, Ken Mingus. He is the editor of Computer World and purveyor of all things Apple. Welcome, Ken. Hey, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Keith, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. I know. You, 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 you've had Who some time off. <laughs> I'm in a different reality over here now, you know. <laughs> so... Ken and I go way back. Uh, you know, we 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 did this thing called Mingus on Tech a while ago, and so it's always good to interview you and and talk. I make jokes all the time about how I, I feel like you're an Apple fanboy, and and it's only because oh, I am. it's it's only because I'm jealous because uh, you buy a lot of the things when they come out, and um, I'm more of a I think you are an Apple enthusiast. I'm I'm an Apple user. Uh, I do love uh, a lot of things Apple, but I'm also I'm I'm very skeptical about certain things in the Apple ecosystem. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I, I what I wanted to ask you first, and, I, and we've had you on the show here before, uh, and I know that when there were rumors about the Vision Pro, I think at the time it was called the Reality Pro, or there were some name changes that they made. Uh, but this AR VR headset, uh, when you know there were all these rumors, and you were like, oh, three thousand dollars, that you know even that price tag was was too high for you. Now it came out thirty five hundred, um, so I'm pretty sure you're not going to be mortgaging the house to go get this ver this first version. I is that fair to say? That is correct. Okay. But I will tell you, it, it's tempting. You know, <laughs> I, I I did I did watch the Apple presentation. Yep. I mean, obviously, you know, we we've heard about these things being in the works for years. We knew Apple would put some spin on it or would have some kind of technology or technology or hardware software. Uh, marriage that would make them special. And I have to admit, I was absolutely blown away by the, the demonstration and how these things work, the features that they have, the cameras, the microphones, the see-through, uh, you know, lenses. I mean, that's just brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant technology. What what but, was it? What were what were the surprises for you? Because we, we talked about this with a well, couple of people last aside week. Aside from yeah. the price? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that I really because the rumors had been that these things would come in at like twenty nine ninety nine, and then I think in an earlier show we were talking to Michael Simon at MacWorld, and he was guessing that that was like maybe being put out there by Apple, but they would come in at like twenty four ninety nine, yeah, 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 something much less. And so for them to be for Apple to be five hundred dollars higher, that that was a surprise. And in fact, I was I was kind of watching the the event and looking at comments on Twitter. And somebody had posted that, like, and in one second, Apple takes the air out of the room. And that was when that, that prize flashed up. Yeah. Um, but, but to your point, uh, I think what, you know, it's, it's hard to envision what these things will be like without seeing them. Okay. So we, what we, what we got was a demonstration. In many ways, it looks like what we're doing right now, a, a, a flat panel, yep. you know, a video on a flat panel. And this is so much more than that, that I think it's difficult to really grasp how unique. And I, I again, I think I'm just fascinated by the technology. Um, you know, I do think the idea of having your face uh, visible to someone who's not in your Vision Pro reality mm -hmm. is an amazing way to deal with the isolation that I think can come from wearing a headset. I mean, you've probably tried these things on. I have. I've done some gaming yep. to sort of just check out what they're like. 
And while you're in that reality, you're really sort of siloed from the rest of the world, you know, and this sort of kind of cuts through that. So I thought that was fascinating. I also thought that the, uh, the way the cameras basically transmit reality through the goggles. So you're seeing, you know, whatever is in front of you, whoever's in front of you, you know, what, what was it like 4k for each eye? Right. You know, that was pretty impressive too. And, uh, uh, I was not impressed by the two hour battery life. I think that's a real downside. Yeah. I mean, that's we're looking at version one here. This is clearly a version one proof of concept. This is what we can do and this is where we're going to start. But it's really not for mainstream people. Well, yeah, I mean, me. I think that the two hour battery life is if you don't have it connected to like it looked like the battery pack that they showed had obviously that's the battery pack that's plugging into the device, but then it also had a USB-C port on it. And what I'm thinking is that you're going to then put in one of those Apple sort of brick things to plug into electricity. So if you are sitting on the couch watching a movie, you can have, or if you're in work, if you're using this for work, you can have that eight hour all day sort of charge on it. It's only when you're on a plane, I guess, or if you're not bringing that, you know, if you're not bringing the, the corded, cord with you not the corded cord the you know the electric pack or the brick yeah. type thing so well, yeah but I, that I, goes that goes that goes right to the tension that i think i see yeah because i think with something like this device i mean the whole point of it is if it's augmented reality is you you don't want your only reality to be your living room where you're plugged in or your bedroom or yeah. whatever you want to be able to you know I don't know, go outside, go on a trip, go wherever, and hopefully have more than a couple of hours of juice um, to do this. So I think that, and that, again, that goes back to the point, this is a starting point for Apple. And, uh, you know, I do get where Tim Cook and, and the other executives are coming from. This does feel like a different way of computing. I, I, they call it what, spatial computing? Yep, yep. You know, and I get that. It It does sort of feel like, you know, when the mouse first arrived for PCs and when you first learned to do touch on an iPhone and, you know, things like that, it, it does feel like a whole different level of, of computing. But I just, you know, I, I don't think Apple is pitching this or is planning to pitch this right away to a consumer audience. There will be a lot of fanboys with money who will buy these. I would right. love to, I would love to be able to afford this and sit down and watch the latest Avatar movie in 100 inch screen or whatever, however big you can make it in front of you. Yeah. You know, I think as an immersive uh, entertainment experience, it, 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 it blows your mind. Well, well, so that's, that's one of the things that, that found that I found interesting in reading some of the articles for the reaction. There was one article, I think it was on the verge where they said, Hey, let's just, Apple might not call it a VR headset, but for all intents and purposes, it, it is a, a uh, VR headset. If you've got this hundred-inch screen in front of you, and then you wipe out the invite, the, use the environmental features to change the the room that you're in. So if you're in your living room, you change it to a desert or the mountains or some of those other things that we saw in the video. Or if you're watching The Mandalorian and it becomes you're now watching this on Tatooine, um, that's a VR experience. That is not an yeah. AR experience. An AR experience right. would be I'm watching it on the screen, and then I could see my couch over on the left, or I could see my you know bookcase. Um, w- the, the, the moment you sort of eliminate the background, it's becoming VR. 
And, and I guess, you know, obviously we could have debates with the Apple people if they want to not call it VR. But I, and again, I think it was intentional for them not to call it VR. They want to call it an augmented experience. They want to call it spatial computing. They want to call it everything other than because they don't because they in their mind, they might see uh, a negative connotation to the world of VR and they want to separate themselves from meta and they want to separate themselves from all these other headsets that have already been out there. So, you know, but let's not let's not. Let's not just keep calling it an AR headset. I mean, it is sort of this mixed reality slash AR VR is what is the best term I can come up with. Yeah, I, I think AR MR uh, AR VR uh, MR XR. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, VHS. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you're you're correct, and I think you know what's probably who knows, but I'll say what's probably going to happen is you're going to have. There are companies, there are, there are businesses that could use this. You know, if you've got frontline workers and, you know, working on a, an antenna a thousand feet up and they need to have instructions or something. Yeah. Of course, that was a scary experience, but maybe you block out the fact that you're a thousand feet up and you can just focus on the control panel right in front of you with the VR, you know, with the information or diagnostic uh, tools you need. Yeah. And, you know, and then well, well, use cases out. I've seen around that is that you don't, you don't get the guy on the tower first. You, 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 you keep him on the ground and then you use the, the headset to sort of run him through the training um, so that by the time they, the, he gets up to the top of the tower, he knows what he's doing. It's more of the training simulations and things like that. So maybe, maybe you're on a virtual tower, but you're still on the ground. And then you yeah. learn, but I, you know, again, I, I don't see, you know, companies spending $3,500 to, to use this for training. Maybe, maybe there are a lot of companies that can spend this money. What, what I wanted to ask you then is this, this whole use cases that they were pointing out of, of business and working, you know, standing, using your standing desk and having all of these screens around you, including your MacBook. I thought that was kind of impressive. So mm -hmm. obviously people that are going to have this are going to already be in that Apple ecosystem. So I do like the idea of then taking it, looking at my MacBook and then having that screen pop up. It's almost like now all of those people that work in cubes that have multiple displays could now mm -hmm. sort of have, you can use this headset as another multiple display. That was interesting to me, but for business use cases, I think most of the reaction I saw was, meh. Like, you know, they didn't necessarily see the, the workplace and the business use of it. They saw the cool videos and they caught, you know, the movies and Avatar and things like that. Um, but they couldn't see that, that next step of, of, of using this at, at a workplace. Do you, do well, you feel like that you thought of some or do you feel like that those are still missing? And maybe that's what the developers need to do. Well, yes to all of those things. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, one of the areas that I could see this being useful would be if you're in a hybrid work environment and you're doing video meetings where somebody's in the room, somebody's far away. You know, you could th this virtual world, augmented world is one where you could probably make all of the participants equal. It's not like somebody's in the room, somebody's far away. I can't hear you. Which way do I look to talk to somebody? You could be in a common virtual gathering space. Okay. So that I could see that as a use. In fact, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. one of our reporters, huh? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to say one of our reporters at Computer World, Matthew Finnegan, is kind of looking at that whole angle. And I think we're going to have a story on that pretty soon. Um, but I, I don't, you know, it, it was interesting. Let me back up for one second. It was yeah. interesting that Apple, which is always almost always pitching things for consumers, the broad market, 
was really pitching this as an enterprise collaborative productivity tool, which is unusual for Apple. You know, Apple's made some some serious uh, uh, gains in the enterprise world over the last five, 10 years, ever since the iPhone came on, you know, yep. arrived. And uh, um, so it, it, it's got a, a foothold now in that world. So it, it's interesting to see it kind of pitching its big new, you know, really high tech tool for business. But, you know, at least in the demonstrations that I saw in the in the uh, uh, presentation, you know, all right, so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my icon and I'm clicking on mail and I'm clicking on Safari and I'm scrolling with, the, you know, that doesn't really do anything that I can't do now. Yeah. It does it in the most amazing way possible. It, it's mind blowing how it does it if you appreciate technology. But unless you're really, you know, unless you're really into technology like we are. You know, a lot of people are going to be like, well, they look kind of goofy and I'm not really doing anything that I can't do already. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I think the use cases are going to have to come. They're not they're not really there yet. Yeah, I, 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 I do. Think, I, yeah, I think the the virtual Zoom meeting and I, and I hate to use the word Zoom, but the virtual sort of well, video common, conferencing yeah. meeting that, that we've all been suffering through for the last three years now. You know, yeah. I think that maybe this is an inroads for them to to say what you were talking about was, you know, if you're if you do have a hybrid workforce and some of the people are in the office with you, or if you're, you know, if 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 you're fully remote, yeah, I mean, then it does give everybody sort of an equal footing. But now, if you've got some people that are in the office, if they're all now wearing these headsets, and you do have that meeting sort of so that everybody is sort of in the same room as you, um. Maybe that's a, a an inroads of people might want to do that versus looking at just flat people on a screen up on a TV monitor while you've got physical people in the other room. I think maybe you have see an office where there are five people, but they're all at their cubes, but then you're in that virtual sort of meeting space being equal with everybody else. I could see that happening. Well, you especially know, especially since they don't do the goofy thing that that Meta's doing, like the goofy thing that Meta does is where they make an avatar out of you and uh, you, you look yeah, like a cartoon. Like yeah. this one actually scans your face yeah. so that there is a sort of an avatar representation of you, but it's not cartoonish. I thought that was pretty impressive where they scan. You know, so if they scan my face, you're going to see sort of the the gray hairs in my in my beard here. Um, Whereas it's going to look like you, it's right, or at least a, an Apple version of me. <laughs> well, you know, an Apple always improves everything, so we'll right. all look better. <laughs> but no, let me let me let me let me give you a use case. You yeah. and I were talking before we we started doing the show about the fact that we have not been in the studio together in three years now. Right. You know, I'm in North Carolina. You're up in Massachusetts. And imagine if you know we were using Vision Pro, and we could both look and feel like we're sitting at the table talking to each other right here and maybe that that could be filmed that way i right. don't know you know we're, we're talking about a lot of ifs 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 but you know it's the sort of thing where it can bridge a physical gap in the world that we we're not doing right now you right know? so that's that's sort of a real world example um i i think you know one of the things and i'm not sure how apple's going to get get around this but i think one of the things Apple's got to figure out is the weird factor. And, you know, I, I think it was Roman who talked about it last week on the show who said it's just kind of creepy. You're sitting there with these things mm -hmm. on your face and, you know, people can look and they can see your eyes and that or at least a, you know, a representation of your eyes and right. feel like they're talking to you. But uh, 
I was sitting here with Alex watching uh, like a nine minute portion of the presentation and he was blown away with the technology. But the first thing he said is, I don't want that. It's just weird. It would look weird to be sitting there with those things on, you know, and I think there are going to be a lot of people, you know, I mean, these things are not well, I haven't tried one on. I don't know how comfortable it is. Right. But, I mean, that's something that is literally pressing up against your face, you know, blocking out everything around you or almost everything around yep. you. And I just wonder, you know, is is the payoff for the with the technology worth the discomfort and or creepy factor that you're going to get? Well, you also, yeah, you also noticed that in all of their videos, it was only one person using sort of the headset sitting alone in a room. Um, a lot of movie experiences that you have are with other people, uh, yeah. you know, whether it's your significant other or your kids or anything like that. You know, sometimes movie watching is a group experience because you want to see how other people react to a certain, you know, something in, you know, a scene in the movie. Um, it did feel like this was like, well, why, why is everybody in this, this demonstration just kind of sitting alone by their, you know, all their lonesome. That, that is probably one of the reactions I think that, that people would have. Uh, in terms of this this loneliness, almost <laughs> like I felt bad for well, all no, these seriously, people. Seriously, I mean, you know, one one of the one of the slams against technology over the years is that it tends to be isolating to people in, in some ways. I mean, think about it now. You 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 you're at the mall. You're walking down the street. You see somebody, and they're looking at their phone. Yep. You know, they're tapping and looking. They're already sort of cut off from the world around them. This is just going to cut them off even further. While maybe adding to their reality because they can you know see spreadsheets or apps or watch movies while they're doing whatever they're doing everybody else is on the outside and so i think there's a you know i wouldn't call it an ick factor but it's so new and hard to vision envision a world where everybody's walking around with these things on their head you know because i just think there's an isolation issue yeah. And then that becomes sort of like weird sci-fi world that I don't know if people want to. It'd be a great episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. You know? it's... Yeah. Yeah. Especially if if, if, if they make a mobile what version. Happens in, I could see a Black Mirror episode where everybody's got these things on. Somebody <laughs> hacks the main server and suddenly people see like demons coming after them or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they would be really, really realistic demons coming for you, you know, and I don't know. It's just. All of that said, now, now you've, all of that said, Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to ask some, a few more questions. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Apple has been known for many years of, of creating sort of expensive products initially. Um, and so when I was thinking about the price tag, I go, well, of course they have to make it expensive because I never think that they would start out with a, a version that was just a regular version. Like, did they ever come out with a product that was cheap and then they made a, an expensive version later? I mean, I guess you could say the 14 Pro at some point or the iPad Pro at some point, but even the initial iPad those was... those are just was, iterations yeah. of the same thing. It's not like, you know, I mean, they, they certainly they can come out with a, a product and have come out with a product that has X number of features. And then as the technology advances, you know, they can add different features. They can add the use of a pencil on an iPad. They can add battery time. They can better camera. They're iterating on the same thing. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that they start off with like a basic product and then turn it into a, you know, um, something really, really fancy. You, if you want to play that game the other way. That, that was my next question. Product, yeah. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, you come out with this at $34.99, knowing that next year or the year after when version two or version three comes out, we've been able to save money on costs, et cetera, et cetera. Here's your 1999 Vision Pro 3. Right. You know, even then, I still would want to know beyond watching really cool movies and spatial audio around me and everything for 2000 bucks, ah, you know? Yeah. Well, so we yeah we had talked about that too last week with with Johnny and and Michael and um, R- Ramon about uh, sort of the the consumer version of this that might come out. Uh, obviously, uh, some of your components would probably be less expensive instead of you know the the really expensive glass. You replace that with plastic, and you know there are other things that you can do to make the components a little bit less expensive. Um, you know, and then call and Johnny made a joke of that he wants to call it the Vision Joe because it's more for the average Joe out there. Um, it would be interesting, and there are already some rumors that there was a story in Mashable this week about about Apple's already working on two new AR headsets, and it's going to be the less expensive version, and they might come out in 2025. I mean, I think that was pretty um, optimistic at this point, because again, you haven't even sold your first Vision Pro, your actually your new device. Um, so, do you? Th- it, it does feel like that there would be a push towards a cheaper version faster than what Apple has done before. I mean, I remember like how many years into the iPhone before we finally got a, a quote unquote budget version of the iPhone that, that, that was out there. I mean, years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it is too, you know, if this was something where I thought Apple was moving toward a headset that looked like the glasses you've got on, I always thought the, at least, you know, visually and physically Google Glass, you know, yeah, where, where you could have something, you could look through the lenses and you could see, I don't know, street names or the history of the building you're in or you're at a party and this is so-and-so whose name you've forgotten and it pops up, things like that. That's sort of the augmented reality thing that I think people, I think people will wear glasses. Right. You know, you know, something they can see through. Whatever. But I don't, I, I'm just not convinced that they're, they're going to be wanting to wear the goggles that block out the world, even if you can see their eyes or some representation of their eyes. So if Apple is moving toward a consumer version of it, that is obviously noticeably cheaper and, and also gets away from the weird, creepy factor of wearing these, you know, the headset, then I think they really could make some headway here, you know, in a, in a broad consumer market. Right. Um, I don't know if that's possible. I'm not even sure if technologically we're at that point yet. You know, I mean, clearly, clearly Apple is showing, I think, the cutting edge pretty much of what they can do with this technology right now. Right. And it is really damn cool. Yeah. You know, but I don't know how quickly they're going to be able to move from that to something that, you know, looks more like eyeglasses, which I think people would be more accepting of. And and the same the same thing goes for sort of the, the fitness and the gaming aspects of it. Um, I don't know if it was intentional because those are thought of as consumer sort of technologies, but if they had a, a, a an application that could show you do, giving you a virtual workout, um, knowing how well the Apple Watch have sold in that fitness community, you know, the cycling, the hiking, that those were some yeah. big announcements uh, at WWDC. You know, everybody I know that has an Apple Watch, they use it to track steps, they use it to track heart rate. Yep, there you go. Yep. Like all of those, yep. you know, it, it's not just a watch for you, right? It's now a health yeah. device. Um, if you could, if they could figure it out 
I'm thinking that A, they either haven't figured it out with this headset um, mm-hmm. because, and I think it was mentioned by Ken uh, or for by Mike last week, where it's like there was not a strap that covers over the top of your head. Like that mm-hmm. he thinks that maybe that'll come out as an accessory um, so that you are protecting. And it's got glass. And of course, you know, the last thing you want to do if you're doing an aerobics class with these things on and it slips off and boom, you've now just broken. I don't, I yeah. don't envision doing exercise with these things on. No. I mean, first of all, I sweat like a pig, <laughs> you know, how much fun is that going to be? You're in, you're, you know, you're in Zumba okay, but, class. But that might not, but that might not be appealing because you, you're already into sort of fitness and working out and you do all that stuff. But you know, now you've got someone who can't get to a gym or just doesn't find the motivation. But if you could tag that with a game that they could play and then make it more fun, then mm-hmm. remember, remember, remember the Wii. Remember the Nintendo Wii. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And they had that balance board, and and fitness was fun, and you know that got a lot of people into the whole exercise mode thing. Like maybe Apple, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just waiting for a developer to come up with a, a really cool app that that might get people interested. But again, maybe in that Vision Joe or that that the the Vision consumer model. You know, another area that I don't know that we've talked about that much that I do think it would be a, a, an obvious market would be for people with limited abilities, especially mobility issues. Yeah. You know, I mean, even seniors. So you've got uh, grandma who's sitting at home, you know, she's still healthy, but she used to travel all the time. She can't travel anymore. The leg hurts, something, you know, for someone like that who is sort of limited in what they can do day to day, these could be revelatory. I mean, you could wear these for a couple of hours or plug it in, wear it all day and travel or maybe meet your neighbors, you know, vid- through video or something. You know, right. I can see, you know, for, for a use case like that, that's sort of a limited pool. But I think that's that's one area where you're already sort of limited in terms of your ability to get around. Could these augment and help you be more connected to the world around you? Right. Because you're kind of isolated. You right. Know? You're, not, right. You're, not, you're not doing anything unless people come to visit. So, I mean, you know, I think there are things we might want to think about in that area as we move forward. I I bet I wouldn't be surprised if the developers come up with some really, you know, interesting ways of dealing with stuff. like And and some of these some of these sort of use cases have been um, talked about with other headsets with the, you know, the the Oculus and the Meta. I, I know that they've always done talk about virtual museum visits and things like that and walk around the city. And there, there's been a lot of other companies that have been talking about that. I think what separates those types of experiences from maybe the Apple experience is that Apple will make it very easy to install or use or basically experience uh, something that, that maybe some of these other, you know, getting that, that application installed on your Oculus might take a lot longer and grandma will never want to do that. But if, but if, you know, if you can get this app installed on grandma's headset <laughs> and then she can do it, then, you know, or if any company's going to be able to do it, it's going to be Apple, right? I, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, because Apple already has the ecosystem out there. Yeah. So, you know, let's say you, you download an app for uh, your iPhone and then it automatically pops up on your vision pro headset you know yeah uh that's that's it it's already built in you've you've bought it from the app store it, you know you paid for it whatever and you can use it everywhere um i i did see you know something else i don't remember whether it was i'm not sure where i saw it today online but it was there's some movie or show that's now being developed and produced that's being done in like 3d spatial 
and is specifically designed to be shown or uh, enjoyed with Vision Pro. Yeah, I mean, it won't be out till next year. Wow. You know, okay. as again, if you wanted to have a an immersive entertainment experience and you don't have a family of four and you have to buy four of these things and whatever, I, I think it would be mind blowing. I really do. But again, that's a pretty limited use case for an expensive. It's an expensive yeah. movie viewer. Yeah. Okay. You know, you, you you're going to want to do more with it. And yes, the fact that you can open up your email and you know you've got a floating palette and you know on your coffee table with shadows and everything that Apple demonstrated. Yeah, that's really really cool. But I, I'm not sure that the you know that I can get beyond that price, even at 19.99 or something like that. I'm not doing anything more than I'm doing right now with the computer. Yeah. So what 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 is it what is it going to take then for for sort of Ken Mingus to open up the wallet? Like like do you have to like if you need to describe what you're looking for, or will, is it one of those things like you'll know it when you see it? I think I think I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm fascinated by the technology, and I absolutely want to track this and see. Again, there will be apps and tools and things available when these arrive next year they yeah. aren't available right now the developers haven't had a chance to create right and once they do they may come up with some really really cool things you know i mean uh, th there was one one thing in the demonstration i think it was like uh, the the person was doing like a mindfulness thing and the little things were floating around All right you know maybe somebody who's got anxiety maybe that would be the perfect app yeah or, Cool for them and for them it might be worth it it may be that each person's going to come at this with their own special needs and it, these aren't going to be great for everybody but everybody coming to them will find one thing whether it's the movie for me to be honest with you it, the entertainment part was the one that grabbed me the most is like i would i want to go to there okay you know? <laughs> I, I do but the other stuff the collaboration stuff okay you know maybe facetime calls kind of maybe it might be kind of cool or taking pictures of the kids in 3d and reliving the memories yeah that was I mean, that was the feature that really jumped out at me was the the idea of using the camera on the device to become a content creation tool so that you could like that was something i'd never seen before is like this whole spatial video creation or spatial image creation um i could see you know, sort of like YouTubers out there start creating things. And Can you imagine the you know, TikToks coming your way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so far, TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff is all about, you know, the phone, using the phone. I, I could start seeing people doing goofy things with this headset again, if once the price comes down. But, but that was something about taking it rather than experiencing everything. Now you're actually creating in addition to experience. And that was one of the cool things about the iPhone was that it wasn't just about consuming content, but now with the camera and the video camera, and now you can create your own videos a lot faster than buying like this, you know, that thousand dollar video camera with you. Now everyone's a creator. I mean, you, you know, TikTok and, and Instagram don't necessarily become the apps they are today without the iPhone. Would you would you agree with that statement? I agree with yeah. that. And but the thing, and so the thing what, is, what, could, what what new apps will we have five ten years that allow us to create things that we've never thought of before because of this headset or a headset? Yeah, I think and that's so I'm going to be very interested to see what the developers come up with. But I mean, think about it. You know, so they show the 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 video of I think it's a dad with the two kids yep. and he's taking the video. But I mean, isn't it kind of weird that dad's sitting there with these gobble things <laughs> on his head when he should just be enjoying the kids? 
You know, I mean, yes, okay, you want to create the 3D memory, and I get that, but it's... It's... Okay, so, so Ken, this is what's happening now anyway with people on their phones. I, I was yeah, at a, yeah. I was at a, a, a middle school band concert last week because uh, my son was was helping out the middle school. You know, he's in high school, but he was helping the band uh, do some of the performance things. So I was there and I sat in the back and and I filmed it just because I was doing something for for my wife. Mm-hmm. All of the parents at these things, you go to the you go to a recital, you go to any sort of event, and uh, you know half of the parents are sitting there doing this with their phone, filming it so that they can watch the performance. You know, later that day or you know weeks or years and, and months from now. And I get that because I've done that myself. You know, mm-hmm. I I go back and watch all of my the videos that we took when the kids were little, but we lost it. I didn't get to experience it live because I was sitting there watching it through the phone. And so yeah. I, that doesn't surprise me or, or irritate me as much because I've seen it with the phones. Um, yeah. Like when you, you know, I don't know, do you go to concerts? Do you, uh, it's been a while, but I have. Okay. Yeah. So the next time you, so, the, so again, I've got, I've got two teenage daughters and they went to Taylor Swift. Okay. So of they, course. and so, but you go to a concert and watch how many people are actually filming the concert rather than enjoying the concert. I'm, like that blows my mind, but I'm of that generation where we went to a concert, we didn't have phones with us, so we could actually enjoy the live experience. So, um, well, listen, once again, though, I mean that 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 gets me back to my point. I was watching, um, I can't remember what what network it's on. It's an Elton John farewell tour concert, yeah, shot in 4K, digital Atmos. I mean, yep. it looked and sounded fabulous. Imagine being able to shoot something like that create it as an immersive experience where you put on the goggles and you're on the front row. Yeah. But you're hearing it, you're hearing it perfectly, the, the music, it looks great. Again, would that be worth, you know, I don't know what Taylor Swift tickets cost these days, but I'm sure they're not cheap. <laughs> well, you yeah, know? they were thousands of dollars. If, if you, you could, get them initially. If you could duplicate that experience and enjoy it from the comfort of your home without having to fight traffic to get to the concert and get to your seat and whatever, whatever. You know, again, I think entertainment and I guess, you know, gaming, I, I would, th- I'm not a gamer, but okay. I would think if I were a gamer, this would be, this would look really intensely, you know, cool. It, it, it will be cool to see where the game, the gaming community goes with this as well. Um, yeah. And that sort of leads me to the, my next question for you is that, again, we've talked about this for probably about 40 minutes now. And, uh, there's always enough to talk about in this in this space. Does this revive the idea of sort of this VR, AR, metaverse? I mean, I think most of... I, I know that you guys had a story on Computer World about whether the metaverse is dead or not. We've had episodes on this show, you know, you know, seeing what happened over the last five or six months with Meta, they sort of cut back. Um, a lot of other companies are pulling Microsoft. back their Meta because they're all chasing the next white rabbit, which is the, the AI stuff. Yeah. But now yeah. to, Apple coming out, does this actually does does that like put the brakes on these pullbacks and all of a sudden now everyone's back into developing something? I don't think they know they still never knew what this metaverse thing was supposed to be. But does this does this sort of revive that idea or is it just like we'll just let Apple handle it because they're going to dominate the market anyway and we'll just let them have it? Well, I, you know, I, I I think the point of our story is that you know reports of the metaverse's death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> yes, there's been a pullback. Well, yeah, there has been a pullback. Obviously, a lot of attention on open AI, generative AI right now, and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Apple coming up with a headset that everybody knew it was working on for years and finally, you know, delivering it 
is going to, you know, bring the whole industry back. But we'll see what comes from the developers. You know, again, the, I think I, I think there's a common thread here in that, you know, the technology that has advanced from, say, Google Glass five, eight, ten years ago. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it first came out. But the technology then, the technology now, so now we know what you can do with it. But the issue is remains, what is it improving on? What is it, where's the real value add other than a cool factor? And I think that question has not yet been answered. And I think until it does, even Apple, you know, I'm not, Apple will sell a lot of these things. Again, I may still buy one in a year if I think it's <laughs> going to be, you know, don't planning on it, but you never know. Um, but until we really get an answer as to why I want this, why is this augmented reality better than reality reality? You know, I think it's going to be a tough sell. Uh, yeah, and I think it gets to that point of because it's something that you'd be wearing on your on your head. Um, and again, with the AirPods, uh, Apple did a pretty good job of sort of hiding the headset or hiding mm-hmm. the, the the earbuds. Um, mm-hmm. and, but everybody, I mean, uh, how many people? own those things now i don't personally I do. I, the first time the first time i saw the first person i knew that had him remember michael Degonia? yeah and he walked in with him one day and i called him uhura i said well look at you <laughs> uhura you know i was giving him shit pardon my french but you know because it looks so weird i wear them at the gym every day yeah maybe this will be a common thing in five or ten years i don't think so but it might yeah, and I think it it has to be sort of it has to be less than ski goggles. It has to be something that I think most people would feel comfortable sort of wearing. And it's and at this point, it's sort of the glasses, and that's you know, I mean, or sunglasses. Get- maybe maybe I would wear more of a Jordy visor type thing, like from yeah. Star Trek. Remember how that was sort yeah. of like a, a a thin, but it can't be it can't be bulky. It can't be you know a, a bike helmet type thing. Well, and the thing is, you know, I, the, the, the the image that comes to mind are like those old people sunglasses that have yeah. the wrapper things, you know, even that would be not aesthetically what I think I would want. Well, you'd you know, fit in yes, well in the, South Florida. In, in well, South well they would. Florida. I'm sure they would. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, if, if I lived in South Florida, I might want to blot out reality, too, depending <laughs> on what's going on down there. But, uh, um, you know, so I think the form factor is going to make a difference. These things have to go from weirdly geeky to cool and right now the technology is cool but the headset itself is still kind of clunky geeky you know yeah neat all right so it, it, the bottom line is I, I think i'm sort of convincing you sort of to get closer and closer to possibly buying one of these no not yet no. what if we all pulled really our money together and, and got one for the company that we could all share one <laughs> i would try look i will go when they have these things demoed at the apple yeah. store I will go, you know, and it may be that you have, this may be one of those rare products where you literally have to try it on to understand why you want it or why you need it or what you can do with it, you know? Um, But based on what I have, based on what we know right now, we're one week out, week and a half, whatever, you know, uh, I'm not ready to put my money down. Yeah. Do you think that they would be, that they would have demonstration set set up at an apple store before the holidays or is that more just more teasing you'd be like hey Gosh. you can you can try you this know, on I but you can't buy so. it until next year anyway 
I, you know, I don't think they're going to demonstrate these things to people in, in you uh, know, in the stores until, until you can buy them. Sell them. Yeah. They don't, I don't think even, all right. So let's, let's say this is version, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's not even version one, maybe it's version 0.5, mm-hmm. you know, and by December they've, you know, they've moved, they've done stuff and it's version 0.9. They're not going to want to have people trying these things on. If there's any chance something's going to fail, it's going to be glitchy, it's going to be whatever. They don't want to do that. So right. I think they'll, they'll probably wait until they're, close to shipping, you know, if not right when they ship or they'll announce them and say they, they go on sale in a month and you can go to your Apple store tomorrow and start trying them on, you know, something like that. In, in your years of covering Apple, have you ever seen sort of a device or something that has gotten this much hype? Would, would this be as hyped as some of these other big releases or is it just because it's the most recent that we think that this might be the most exciting thing lately? Well, I mean, the iPhone was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, it was rumored for a long time. And when Jobs unveiled that, I think he did the just one more thing. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty, that was, that was a big game changer. So I, you know, certainly nothing since then has been, I think, quite this big and this hype. And I, th- I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with the hype. This technology is genuinely amazingly cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just what do you do with it? Right. <laughs> I just wish they told us some some cooler things that we could do with it, and then then we would I know. Well, we'd probably be forking our money over if, if if there was just I'm this count- one thing that was like, oh my god, I've never seen that before. Let me do it right now. I'm counting on developers to come through for us. All it right. would be the developers who woo me over, depending on what they do. <laughs> All right, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this uh, on on future uh, episodes uh, again. Thanks, Ken, for joining us uh, on the show today. Thanks, Keith. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, add your own comments. What apps do you want to see on a, on a Vision Pro? Uh, join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.